Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the boy and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, with my first solo episode of 2023. There will be plenty more of these to come. I am bringing back the solo episodes. I'm going to do them, try to do them one day a week. I, You know, my schedule here is... Uh, still very fluid. My living situation is uh, fluid as well. So I, I do apologize for the uh, delay between episodes. I'm going to get stuff figured out here in the next few days. I had a couple of uh, very unfortunate, I don't know what you would call them, <laughs> string of events that kind of threw my plans, uh, threw a, a wrench in my plans here. So if you can bear with me a little bit here, we'll We'll get things squared away, and probably next week, I plan on launching the Substack for the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm pretty excited about that. I was working on it uh, the last couple of days, and I just want to make sure everything is copacetic before we launch that. So you got that to look forward to, and I'm going to just keep trying to squeeze in episodes whenever I have. It's not it's not a time issue. It's a, it's a workspace <laughs> issue at this point, so... Um, Anyway, the uh, the thing that's been on my mind the last uh, week or so, and there's been a lot of discussion about this, is the the incident at the uh, was it a Monday Night Football game? I think it was Monday Night Football with Demar Hamlin. Um, just a, a horrific incident on the football field. I'm sure by now everybody has seen the video. I was not watching the the game live. I I haven't watched a lot of football live, actually, um, or a lot of football at all, for that matter. Not very interested in it anymore. I don't know. I used to be a huge football fan, and it just, uh, <laughs> if it's not easily accessible, I, there's just um, other things I'd rather be doing, I guess. I, I don't watch uh, much much TV here anymore, unless it's like kind of late at night and I'm trying to go to bed or something. Otherwise, I'd rather be outside doing things. So um, when I did, you know, I did hear about this like right after it happened and it was all over Twitter and everything and there was a very interesting I don't even know if you would call it a debate going on you know there was definitely the group of people that sort of run in our circles who were very quick to point to uh, vaccination the the COVID vaccines as the uh, the reason for um, what happened to Damar Hamlin I mean his heart apparently stopped they had to resuscitate him on the field and you know and then there's the the uh i don't want to call them useful idiot crowd but <laughs> but the the people that just refuse to even consider that to be a, a possibility and right after it happened you know there's this big push by the corporate press and all of the so-called mainstream media, and just all, all of the the people that take their cues from that, to to blame this on, uh, I, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but Commodio Cordis, uh, Commodio Cordis is apparently this um, rather freakish event. Uh, it's a you know, it's basically an abnormal heart rhythm. That's caused by normally a blunt object hitting you in the chest, like right over where your heart is at a critical point in the heartbeat sequence, right? So this is a, you know, a, a pretty rare thing to have happen. And 
it does sound like in order for it to happen, you have to have very bad luck. And it's mostly, from what I understand, something that happens to uh, younger people. It's usually young athletes who get hit in the chest with like a hockey puck or a baseball all of a sudden. And because they're younger and they're um, maybe their bones aren't as developed and everything, they're not as um, capable of absorbing the blow as older, more developed athletes are. Now, um, it's certainly plausible that this could just be completely unrelated to uh, Damar Hamlin's vac- uh, vaccination status, and that it was just one of these like one in a million shots of Commodio, Commodio Cordis. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm not sure exactly what uh, syllables to emphasize on that one, but I mean, just it's pretty frustrating to see after all of the information that comes out. And we're getting more and more data on these um, vaccine side effects. And we're seeing more and more athletes and just not even just athletes, just younger people, just sort of if they're not just outright dropping dead suddenly, they're collapsing and they're having heart issues. I mean, this is this seems to be the elephant in the room. It's kind of unavoidable at this point. Um you know, and people are very quick to dismiss it as like, oh, you know, you're just every time something bad happens, all of these uh, vaccine skeptics or, you know, uh, what do they call them? Vax, vaccine deniers are really quick to take a victory lap and, and point the finger and say, see, I told you so. These vaccines are very dangerous, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I understand why that would be frustrating from the perspective of somebody who who got vaccinated, you know, to see all these people kind of like trying to rub it in your face or something like that, which is the wrong, that's just the wrong approach. Like even if we were correct about uh, the dangers of this vaccine and it's looking more and more like we were correct on that and the people that were sounding the alarms on these things uh, like yours truly that got kicked off of a bunch of platforms for uh, looking into these things and trying to warn people that, you know, I, I'm not, obviously I'm not giving out medical advice here. I have no qualifications to do that. But um, I, I do think people should take anything that you hear from, uh, you know, the government propagandist, the propaganda wing of the federal government, aka the corporate press, and anything a politician is telling you, uh, or some bureaucrat like Fauci, take that with a big grain of salt. You know, it's like, uh, you're, you're putting something, anytime you're putting something into your body, you should be very cautious about, um, about the, the risks. And it just, you didn't have to be a doctor to know that they they clearly rushed this thing. I mean, they admittedly rushed it. And it looks like they cut a lot of corners. Uh, we've been over, you know, we've been through all of the, um, the so-called testing that the FDA did and these these defunct trials that they were doing where they basically abandoned the control group and and they were, you know, testing these on a very small portion of the population and sort of exaggerating uh, and massaging massaging the numbers to be able to say that this is safe and effective, safe and effective, and blah, 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 blah. I don't look down upon anybody that chose to get vaccinated. I, I do feel bad for the people that got vaccinated even though they didn't really want to because of outside pressures, be it from society or from their job or something like that, where they were faced with a very difficult decision as to, you know, whether or not they wanted to risk their livelihood and the, and the well-being of their family in order to, uh, to sort of stand on principle. And I, I know a lot of people that 
only got the vaccine because their work was requiring it. And, and you know, uh, basically everybody I care about, <laughs> you know, everybody I know that I care about, you know, that's like my close family and, and friends and like things like that. Most of them did get vaccinated. So I do, you know, I, I do worry about them. I worry about these side effects. This isn't like, like, uh, I'm not trying to rub it in anybody's face. This isn't a, a victory lap or anything like that. This is like a warning to, you know, to start, uh, like, just start looking into this a little more. It clearly they were lying about a lot of the uh, benefits of the vaccine and side effects of the vaccine. And whether or not this, you know, this epidemic of people dying suddenly or having all, all these young people having heart problems, whether or not this is related to the vaccine or not, it, I, I still think you should take a step back and reevaluate the, the decision to continue to get vaccinated. I mean, I would if I had taken the first or the second dose or, and been boosted or anything like that, because I mean, I, I just don't see any real upside for the vast majority of, of, uh, of people. I mean, young, healthy people in particular, I, I don't see any upside to taking the vaccine. I mean, it doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. These claims that it makes COVID more mild or you're less likely to die or be hospitalized, I, I think those are complete bullshit. I don't even know how you prove that. The, the, you know, the death rate among young, healthy people from COVID has always been impossibly low. If, there, if this just increases the likelihood of you having an adverse event, be it with your heart or any other reaction to this, and we're going to get into some of the, um, there's, there's some data coming out that this is now causing cancer um, to, uh, like relapses in cancer, and the relapses are metastasizing much faster because it, it, it looks like people's immune systems are being compromised by this. Like, even if it's just like one one millionth of an increased chance of something bad happening to you, I wouldn't take it personally. I, I don't see any upside to, to taking this vaccine at this point. I mean, everybody's situation is different. Some people, you know, have very uh, serious underlying conditions. And, and maybe the, you know, or you're at an advanced age with with uh, comorbidities, maybe it makes sense for you to take the vaccine. I, you know, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, but I just don't see a lot of upside here. To me, I'm seeing a lot more um, incidents, incidences of instances, sorry, of um, of really young, healthy, particularly these athletes that are just really struggling all of a sudden. With, with heart issues. And it's just, I mean, um, I, I just don't understand why we're not even allowed to talk about it. We're not even allowed to ask the question, right? Now I want back to the DeMar, DeMar Hamlin thing. I watched that clip over and over and over again. And it was a really, really benign routine hit. I mean, it wasn't, and he, you know, he was tackling. So I was kind of going back and forth with some of these midwits on Twitter, right? The people that are like, oh, you know, just throwing Commodio Cordis in my face as if they've known about this all along and they didn't just fucking get that from the talking heads or Google it. And then all of a sudden they're all experts on Commodio Cordis as if I didn't Google that shit too. Oh God, these people are so fucking frustrating to deal with, but I mean, why can't we just take a, a sober step back here and, and think about this? I mean, clearly there's an uptick in these events and there is something to be said for, you know, I forget the, the term for it, but it's kind of like, I liken it to this, you know, if you're, if you're looking to make a new purchase, like you're going to buy a new car, right? And you've decided that you like, uh, you, you'd like a new Lexus, right? And whichever Lexus model you're thinking, IS, 350, whatever. So all of a sudden, now that you've been looking at Lexus IS 350s and thinking about Lexus IS 350s, all of a sudden when you're walking around town, you start seeing them everywhere. You know, you, you see 10 times more than you did before. 
because you're kind of it's just sort of in your mind and your your eye is like trained to to see it now and you're noticing it more it doesn't I don't think there were any more Lexus IS350s on the street than before I started looking for these, uh, looking into these cars. I'm just noticing them a lot more because I'm sort of on the lookout for it. Now, there is something to be said for that. But in this case, in the case of um, professional athletes, just and well, and not even just professional athletes, just younger, you know, high school athletes, college athletes. Uh, just dropping dead on the field or collapsing on the field and um, having trouble breathing, having irregular heartbeats. And I don't think that that's, that that's been happening at, at these rates. And we're just noticing it now because all of us uh, vaccine skeptics, so-called vaccine skeptics, are kind of on the lookout for side effects. I I think if athletes were collapsing like DeMar Hamlin did, or like some of these other, you know, you see these, um, these videos that people put together, these compilation videos. I I think if there were, if this was happening all along in these numbers, it would always be a story, especially when it happens in a professional game on like cable TV that millions of people are watching. I, I don't think that it's such a, like a, a common event that we just kind of like move on from it without uh, it becoming a big story. And the the numbers do bear this out. I mean, I have a I have a clip here from um from another podcast. I think we'll play it cuz they this uh they talk a little bit about these numbers here, but the idea that we can't talk about this, that we can't just question it is especially in the face of everything that's been going on with the COVID narrative and how it's just piece by piece falling apart. And it turns out that literally everything they've said from the beginning has turned out to be pretty much 100% wrong. Um, I I don't understand the reluctance of people to question this. And the other... The other thing that I think is kind of interesting is that you're seeing there's there's kind of like two camps, right? There's the gaslighting camp where they're just going to um, pretend that this isn't happening. They'll chalk it up to some, you know, obscure medical thing that is plausible, but it used to happen in far fewer numbers than it's happening now. And they're just going to kind of pretend like that this isn't uh, <laughs> Uh, that these numbers aren't up drastically than they were before we we embarked on this mass experimental vaccine campaign. And then there's the the group on sort of on that same side that is is chalking all of this up to climate change. And we've heard all kinds of different um, justifications for what's going on when all these young people are having heart problems. But I think there's a very interesting thing going on there where they're admitting that something out of the ordinary is going on, right? They're, they're agreeing with the vaccine skeptics that um, it's not normal to start seeing all of these athletes collapsing on the field seemingly uh, for no reason. I mean, I wasn't watching this game and i i was kind of interested as to what the the previous couple of plays looked like um maybe something else happened to demar hamlin while um you know before that series that that sort of um buttered him up for for what happened but it certainly didn't seem like that kind of hit which was like a glancing blow that wasn't really sudden you know they always say sudden like a sudden blunt force trauma to your chest. This was a tackle that he was making. He's prepared for, you know, when you go to make a tackle, you're um, embracing for it. You're ready for it. And it just didn't look like that kind of hit, that kind of contact is what would normally cause commodio cortis, right? So there's this interesting admission going on among this uh, crowd that wants to blame all of these things on climate change and whatever other uh, ridiculous explanation they're coming for it. They're basically admitting that something weird is going on. 
there's something out of the ordinary. Like, this is not normal. So what explanation can we come up for why this, all of these abnormal events are taking place? And of course, they're, they're not going to blame it on the vaccine. They're going to blame it on climate change. Uh, now, whether or not that's because they're afraid to blame it on the vaccine, because they, you know, or they're in denial because they got vaccinated, or they just want to use it um, some sort of crisis as a way to um, achieve some sort of political end. Like this is more, you know, another feather in the climate change cap for, uh, for lack of a better word, you know. Bernie Sanders likes to do that kind of shit. Every time there's, you know, a tornado or something, he wants to blame it on climate change. And so maybe that's, maybe that's why they're doing it. But the point is that they're admitting that something is going on here. It's an interesting admission and acknowledgement that eh, maybe these um, conspiracy theorists, these so-called vaccine uh, skeptics or deniers, maybe they're onto something. Now, I suppose you could blame it on a one in a million event of Commodio Cordis, where like he just happened to be hit at the wrong millisecond, and that. Um, you know, threw off the rhythm of his heart and all these other players where there was no contact, you know, I don't know. I guess that's where the climate change comes in. But there's something else that changed drastically, Um, changed more than the climate has actually over the last two years. I mean, there's there's something we did that changed um, a lot of people's lives over the last couple of years more so than the climate than the climate has changed. I mean, we're still well within the normal range of climate <laughs> over the last, you know, over the the span of uh, mankind, right? We, we haven't gone into like crazy climate territories that would explain all of a sudden these people just collapsing on on the field, right? And that other thing that changed drastically was we started injecting, hundreds of millions of people with an experimental vaccine. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They did not test this properly. Um, They did not account for all of these variables. They didn't, you know, if you go back and listen to the episodes where we talked about how they cut all these corners with the, with the testing and everything like that, you'll see that this, this whole thing is a farce. And I actually have an article here that U.S. drug regulators acknowledge deviating from the normal vaccine approval process when dealing with Pfizer's COVID-19 shot. Surprise, surprise, they deviated from the normal uh, procedures, of course, because it was an emergency, right? And since the the rollout of these vaccines and the and the narrative kind of collapsed around uh, safe and effective, ninety eight percent effective, and we watched those numbers just collapse, and we've seen people both uh, get COVID after being vaccinated and boosted, and give it to other people. Since then, you know, they've admitted that some of these side effects like myocarditis are definitely related to the vaccine. I mean, there there are side effects to these that they did not disclose properly or they didn't really give um, give the attention that they deserved. You know, I don't know for a fact that this um, that the reason DeMar Hamlin uh, collapsed and his heart stopped was because he was vaccinated. I, I don't know. Um, it does, to me, seem more likely um, than just this one in a million Commodio Cordis unfortunate event. But I, I guess both are, you know, both of these are pretty rare events. I mean, even, you know, even people, if you think of all the people that have been vaccinated, I mean, we're talking about, you know, billions of people around the world, hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. alone. I mean, these are, though it's happening at increased rates, these are still rare events. And thankfully, they're rare events. I mean, you know, I don't know anybody that that has had um, serious complications because, like, not necessarily because, but after they got vaccinated. I do, a couple of my friends do think that they had myocarditis. Um, They had some weird, um, you know, heart events, trouble, you know, their heart started racing and they're having trouble breathing and things like that, but it passed. So I don't know if, you know, and, and nobody really, 
at least none of the uh, people not uh, running tests and things like that on DeMar Hamlin, none of them know for a fact that it was because of the vaccine or if it was just Commodio Cordis. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. But what I do know is that getting vaccinated certainly didn't make him any less likely to suffer commodio. Like if, uh, let's say you have like a one in a million chance of getting commodio cordis, and then you get like just your average person has a one in a million chance of, of that happening to them. And then you get vaccinated. I know it doesn't help your chances <laughs> of um, of not having some sort of adverse um, heart event. Right. Um, for sure. It could only hurt you. I mean, and from what we know about this vaccine is it's not going to really help you when it comes to covid it, it just, it, it seems like it's almost all downside to me. Um, and it's certainly, and they will admit to this, maybe it's just a really small, small increase, but it does increase your chances of, of having heart problems. It just does. And, th- and that's, a, that's a fact. So whether or not the reason DeMar Hamlin collapsed was because he was vaccinated or it was this commodio cortis, it's sort of irrelevant. The point is he was forced to get vaccinated because, you know, the league was pressuring just about everybody to do it. Uh, very few players were able to to get very few players were able to get like exemptions for that. I think you should ask the question of, is it worth it? Is it worth vaccinating all of these young, healthy athletes, even if it's just like a minuscule increase in the chance of having some pretty serious heart problems or any other kind of uh, issues related to some of the side effects. I mean, all of these side effects seem to be worse than than COVID is. Uh, so I, I think the, the point we should be focusing on here is that it may not have been the, the direct cause, like maybe this was just a freak accident that could have happened to anybody. But the fact of the matter is it could you know, injecting yourself with experimental drugs could, you know, increase your chances of these freak accidents uh, happening more often. And I think that's, um, that's a pretty fair stance to take here. And the idea that we're not even supposed to question this after, you know, we, you know, we weren't supposed to question anything throughout the whole COVID-19 thing. It was just be a good lemming, Take your marching orders from Fauci and the, you know, the Trump administration and and the science, right? And don't question whether or not you should be wearing a mask. Don't question social distancing. Don't question any of the settled science, right? Even though they kept changing the story, whatever they changed it to, you were just supposed to go along with. And it's um, it's amazing to me that there is still a large percentage of people that refuse to question anything, um, even though everything that we weren't supposed to question turned out that uh, everybody questioning it was kind of proven right. I, I think that's more of a, a naive position to take and a frustrating position to see people take than to see all of these um, liberty-minded people really quick to be like, oh, vaccine, the vaccine did that. The vac- it's because he was vaccinated. So I, I get why that's annoying. And I think we should be careful to just blame everything on, on um, vaccine side effects. But the flip side of that, and I think it's more dangerous, 
is to just be quick to dismiss everything, anything and everything as, oh, it couldn't possibly be related to the vaccine. Like, oh, give me a break. It Here's a plausible explanation for this. It's like, yeah, okay. Uh, Commodio Cordis is not like, <laughs> it, it's a pretty... It's a pretty rare event. I mean, I think you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than you do of suffering commodio cordis. So the idea that this is, you know, that these sort of uh, heart problems and these um, athletes collapsing more and more, you know, after the biggest vaccine campaign we've ever seen, uh, I, I think there's there's definitely something to to be said for maybe we should maybe we should question this. Maybe we should take a step back and, and look at what's going on here. I want to play this clip from, I'm not exactly sure which podcast this is. Oh, the Just Think podcast. And I came across this. So let's, let's just go ahead and roll. This guy's going to, um, I think this is Peter McCullough. He's going to, he's going to run through some, <laughs> some numbers here for you and some statistics. And I mean, there's a pretty drastic increase to the point where I don't think you can just blame it on some, obscure medical issue or climate change or anything like that. I think it makes much more sense to blame it on the thing that <laughs> the thing that we did to hundreds of millions of people without really properly testing anything. So let's go ahead and roll it. Like why are people dying? Why are athletes suddenly dying? Like what is going on? You know, what is setting up the stage for it? Uh the leading thought is that it's subclinical myocarditis. The FDA says the vaccines cause myocarditis. Peer-reviewed literature says both the messenger RNA and the adenoviral DNA cause myocarditis. So this is proven. Uh, the autopsy studies show that it causes myocarditis. And so when this small scar forms in the heart, about half the time the players don't feel it. So they take the they have a small scar in the heart and under the right conditions, typically a surge of adrenaline, other factors, the heart can actually go into a re-entrant arrhythmia called ventricular tachycardia. And that degenerates to ventricular fibrillation and takes it down. So his, uh, uh, Damar Hamlin's cardiac arrest looked like the typical arrest we've seen in the European soccer players. And now today, uh, the Epoch Times has counted up the number of athletes in the United States who have had a cardiac death, unexplained death, and it's 270 in the European leagues since uh, the, the number is 1598. They have way more players in Europe. Uh, 1101 of them are fatal. And I've recently published that with Dr. Panagis Polycretis in the peer-reviewed literature. Before COVID, in Europe, for instance, the data are solid. The number of cardiac arrests per year were 29. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think there's something going on, right? And I think that's why it's so interesting that there's even a, a portion of a portion of the population that is very pro-COVID regime, don't question anything, that there something is going on here. We went from 29 people, uh, athletes in the UK getting it, or in Europe getting it, to over 1,500 getting it since we rolled out the vaccine. I mean, do the somebody do the math on that percentage increase and try to chalk that up to commodio cordis or some other, you know, rare medical event. No, no, it's like, I don't see how you can possibly do that. Like, why, why can we not at least look into the, the most obvious answer? You know, it reminds me of the, of the, uh, the Wuhan lab theory. It's like, well, you know, they were studying this <laughs> they were studying this virus in this lab in Wuhan and the initial breakout of the of the virus was in the the city where they were doing all this testing. But no, no, we can't possibly look into that as the origin of COVID-19. We have to come up with all these other retarded explanations for it, like people eating bat soup and what whatever else they came up with. They're going to do that for a while. They'll do that dance until enough time passes where it's safe enough for them to admit that, yeah, it's it's because we did this. And it you know usually the most obvious answer is the correct one. I, I don't know why uh, why more people can't just wrap their head around this. I mean, it this is a major scandal. What they did to push these vaccines on people, what they did to just push it through the FDA process, the approval process is criminal. 
and the idea that you know people are putting this this stuff into their kids, their little kids. They just approved it for was it six month six month old babies, and they've done such a good job of propagandizing people that they're gonna put this shit into their little babies. I, I mean, this is just forget a, you know forget about COVID. Just think about some other drug that was hastily brought to market, not tested properly. Uh, they've had to lie about it. Why did they have to lie about it? Why did they have to provide immunity from um, persecution, uh, from prosecution uh, to all of these pharmaceutical companies? Like, uh, why? Why would they have to do that if they went through the normal channels and everything was as safe and effective as they claimed? Just ask yourself that. And if this was any other situation, would you be trusting the the Pfizer's of the world, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, uh, government bureaucrats, <laughs> to to uh, are you just going to take them at their word? This is so bizarre to me to watch people uh, take this take this stance instead of just questioning the narrative. Just just ask the question and maybe maybe look into it a little bit. I think I think this warrants a discussion. And the idea that we're not allowed to talk about this, just like we weren't allowed to talk about the Wuhan lab theory or the you know vaccine passports or any of the other things that we weren't allowed to talk about that came to, that turned out to be very very accurate. I, I really think people need to be careful. You, you need to be careful trying to control the the conversation. What's the downside to? to questioning this <laughs> like w- w- less people are going to get vaccinated o- okay uh, the vaccine doesn't do anything <laughs> like it really it really does practically nothing uh to prevent in, in terms of like covid prevention and the the upside to getting vaccinated seems less and less attractive and the downside is starting to look more and more scary uh there's an article here from uh this is by Dr. Joseph Merkola uh, Merkula.com, and it was reposted on uh, LouRockwell.com about uh, cancer rates, how cancer rates have increased since the introduction of the COVID-19 shots. And these cancer rates are looking to be one of the top three leading causes in premature deaths among young adults. The life expectancy of Americans has dropped from, in 2019, 78.8 years to 76.4 by the end of 2021. I mean, that's almost three years, a loss of three years of of life, which is a pretty drastic decline when you think about it. Now, the leading causes of death in 2021 were heart disease, cancer, and COVID-19. Now, uh, heart disease, I think, has always been the leading cause of of deaths in Americans. So I I don't know if this is a, a big change or anything like that. But they are also... Interestingly enough, uh, heart disease and cancer look to be potential side effects from the COVID-19 vaccinations. So these could be contributing to uh, the already um, leading causes of, of premature death in America. Now, in November, of tw- uh, November 26, 2022, the Daily Skeptic published a letter to the editor. Uh, they published a letter written by Dr. Angus Dalglish, Dalglish, not sure how to pronounce that. He's a professor of oncology at St. George University of London, and he's warning that the boosters may be causing aggressive metastasizing cancers. COVID-19, this is uh, from his letter, COVID no longer needs a, a vaccine program given the average age of death in the UK is 82, and from all other causes is 81 and falling. The link with clots, myocarditis, heart attacks, and strokes is now well accepted, as is the link with uh, myelitis and neuropathy. However, there is another reason to halt the vaccine programs. As a practicing oncologist, I'm seeing people with stable disease rapidly progress after being forced to have a booster, usually so they can travel. Even within my own personal contacts, I am seeing B-cell-based disease after the boosters, they describe being distinctly unwell for a few days after a uh, few days to weeks after the booster. One developing leukemia, two colleagues non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, 
and an old friend who has felt like he has had long COVID since receiving a booster and who, after getting severe bone pain, has been diagnosed as having multiple metastases from a rare B-cell disorder. I'm experienced enough to know that these are not coincidental anecdotes. The reports of innate immune suppression after mRNA for several weeks would fit, as all these patients to date have melanoma or B-cell-based cancers, which are very susceptible to immune control, and that is before the reports of suppressor gene suppression by mRNA in laboratory experiments, this must be aired and debated immediately. In December 19, 2022, an article in Conservative Woman, Dalgleish continues discussing the phenomenon of rapidly spreading cancer in patients who were stable, who were in stable remission for years before receiving their COVID boosters. He notes that in this letter to the BMJ, what is the B, am I supposed to know what the BMJ is? It keeps referencing that and I don't, I'm not getting it. Uh, anyway, uh, several oncologists have contacted him to say that they're seeing the same thing in their own practices. Seeing the recurrence of these cancers after all this time naturally makes me wonder if there is a common cause. I had previously noted that relapse in stable cancers often associated with severe long-term stress, such as bankruptcy, divorce, etc. However, I found that none of my patients had any such extra stress during this time, but they all had booster vaccines, and indeed, a couple of them noted that they had very bad reaction to the booster, which they did not have with the first two injections. I noted that some of these patients were not having normal pattern of relapse, but rather an explosive relapse with metastasis occurring at the same time in several sites. Scientifically, I was reading reports that the booster was leading to a big excess of antibodies at the expense of the T-cell response, and that this T-cell suppression could last for three weeks, if not more. To me, this could be causal as the immune system is being asked to make an excessive response through the humoral inflammatory part of the immune response against a virus, the Alpha Delta variant, which is no longer in existence in the community. This exertion leads to immune exhaustion, which is why these patients are reporting up to a 50% greater increase in Omicron and other variations than the non-vaccinated. Interestingly, in mid-2021, the Daily Mail published an article in which Dalgleish encouraged people to get the COVID shot, especially younger individuals. So this guy has actually changed his tune. He caved to the narrative saying that young people should get vaccinated. And then, to his credit, after seeing a lot of adverse um, events. A friend of his uh, in his early 30s suffered a stroke. A relative uh, close to his colleague died from a heart attack at 34. And this is from his letter again. I began to be highly alarmed that it was the vaccines causing these symptoms. And that just as we had written, a, a genetically engineered virus had serious implications for vaccine design. So to his credit, after seeing a lot of these side effects to people getting getting vaccinated, he looked into it more, he reevaluated his position, and now he's sounding the alarm against these mass vaccine campaigns. Dalgleish says his team's findings were eventually circulated among cabinet members and various medical committees, but everyone ignored them. As a result, many have been placed at unnecessary risk for serious injury and or death. As he points out, young hearts overexpress the ACE receptor, that the virus was engineered to bind to. The binding with the ACE2 receptor is what sets off the inflammatory response, which leads to myocarditis, pericarditis, strokes, and death. This could explain the dramatic increase observed in deaths of young athletes who were jabbed. They simply have more ACE2 receptors that bind to the spike proteins created by the jab. Dalgleish continues, when the facts change or new facts emerge, the position of all those in authority directing mandates should change as well, but unfortunately they do not. So he goes on to say how he tried to point this out and people kept ignoring, uh, ignoring his warnings. I would say that we shouldn't have people in positions of mandating, positions of authority directing mandates. Uh, We should get rid of that. Let people make decisions for themselves. And I think, you know, Nothing illustrates that better than the last couple of years. I mean, these people in positions of authority are liars. They have an agenda. They do not have your best interests at at heart. They have something else in their own self-interest that they're operating towards. And they'll tell you anything to, to get you to do what they want. 
and maybe they'll maybe they'll admit to it later. We, we've seen more and more admissions that they were just lying to get people to do things. Uh, back in August of 2022, the expose highlighted scientific evidence showing that the COVID jabs can cause cancer of the ovaries, pancreas, and breast, and that a monumental cover-up is taking place to suppress the consequences on women's health. Research shows that SARS-CoV-2 spike protein obliterates 90% of the DNA repair mechanism in lymphocytes, uh, a type of white blood cells that help your body fight infection and chronic disease, including cancer. The research in question was, uh, was that of Jang and May, who published a peer-reviewed article showing the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein obliterated the DNA repair mechanism. Lymphocytes help your body fight infection and chronic disease, including cancer. The viral spike protein was so toxic that so toxic to this pathway, sorry, that it knocked 90% of it out. The whole spike protein got into the nucleus and the ovaries, and enough of it was produced and hung around long enough before the body was able to get rid of it all that it would cause cancer. Fortunately, in the case of natural infection, this is unlikely to occur. Unfortunately, the experimental mRNA tox shot induces spike protein to be produced, the full-length spike exactly matching amino acid for amino acid, the full length of the viral spike protein, in and around the cell nucleus, and is produced for at least 60 days and almost certainly longer. I mean, this is a very uh, lengthy article. I'll, I'll link to it in the description for this episode so that you guys can read it for yourselves. I'm not going to have time to go through the whole thing, but there are some other very uh, alarming statistics in here. A Swedish pathologist, uh, researcher, and senior physician at Lunds University has observed an explosion in rapidly advancing cancers in the wake of the COVID shots. She's noted that cancer patients are getting younger. The largest increase is among 30 to 50-year-olds. Tumor sizes are dramatically larger historically. A three-centimeter tumor, three-centimeter tumors were found at the time of cancer diagnosis. Now the tumors they're finding are regularly four to 12 centimeters, which suggests that they're growing at a much faster rate than normal. Multiple tumors in multiple organs are becoming more common. Recurrences of metastasis are increasing. Kruger points out that many of the cancer patients she's seeing have been in remission for years, only to suddenly be beset with uncontrollable cancer growth and metastasis shortly after their jab. She's calling them turbo cancers, and they cannot be explained by delayed cancer screenings due to lockdowns or other COVID uh, restrictions as those days are long gone. Patients, despite having access to medical screenings as in years past, are showing up with grossly exacerbated tumor growths, and she believes this is because the cancers are being turbocharged by the mRNA jabs. Listen, uh, who knows, right? Um, that's kind of the point. We don't know. They did a shit job of researching this beforehand. They did a shit job of testing it intentionally. Um, they've they're they're covering up for the, these side effects. They're not being honest with you. I, I think it's only logical and natural to be questioning. And I think the more we, we see these incidents incidences of of young people just sort of collapsing after seemingly benign events, uh, it, it should be, this should be the thing that we're looking into. We already know about Commodio Cordis. So what, why aren't we looking into the other thing that we don't know much about? Maybe it's Commodio Cordis. Maybe it's related to this other thing. Maybe this other thing that we did to people increases your chances of Commodio Cordis happening. How about that? I get why, you know, it's annoying to hear people who have been warning about the vaccine point to everything and say, oh, this is because they were vaccinated. But at the same time, I, I think we have to be having this conversation. I mean, these, what, what did that guy, what did McCullough say? It, that uh, 11, 1100 of those athletes have died from this? I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. And that's a, it's a very high percentage of the, I think it was 1100 of like 15 something, right? 1500 and something versus like before that, there were only 29 incidences. I don't know how many people, uh, I think he was talking about just incidences in general. I don't know how many of those people died, but this, I mean, these are serious fucking side effects here. I, I mean, we have to be, we have to be looking into it. Um, and we have to stop silencing people that are looking into it, that are questioning it. Nobody's telling you not to get vaccinated if that's what you think is best for you. But 
for the love of God, at least look into more than one source other than Fauci, CNN, MSNBC, all the talking, you know, heads in in government and uh, the propaganda wings. And for and you, we know that they cut a bunch of corners bringing the original vaccine in. And it looks like it, all the uh, indications are they got more and more lax with the with the process when it came to boosters. I mean, once you approve the first one and you have this massive propaganda campaign to tell everybody that it's safe and effective and this is the only way for society to progress forward, well then of course the boosters are going to be safe and effective as well. Uh, they did they've done even less testing on those and we just don't know what the long-term effects of this are going to be and how much those increase with each dose that you take i would be very very careful but you know i am not here to make medical recommendations i am here to warn <laughs> warn people of possible possible lies that you're being told possible propaganda that uh, the government is putting out there and perhaps foreshadowing uh, what things are coming. I think we have a, a pretty good track record here at the Peddling Fiction podcast of noting what's about to happen before it does. I always say if you want to know what's going to happen tomorrow, listen to the Peddling Fiction podcast today. I'm going to get out of here on that, guys. We're going to, I'll try to get an episode here with uh, Justin one of these days as soon as uh, our schedules mesh up. So don't forget to uh, follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Keep an eye out for the Substack. I will be launching that next week. There's going to be a bunch of free content I'm putting out there, but also uh, subscription based content. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be eight bucks a month for um to get behind the paywall there and there's going to be a, a lot more content put out for that i'm going to start doing some shorter podcasts for that as well um, at least once or twice a week there'll be some rants of mine that will be only available to subscribers of that and they're going to be you know much you know five eight ten minute things that are a little more uh, easy for people to listen to. There'll be some follow-up things that we do to podcast episodes, like more in-depth articles and um, analysis and things like that for for people that, you know, some it's hard to get everything in and into one podcast. So um, keep an eye out for that. I think you're all really going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun doing it. So that's uh, something to look forward to. Share the show. Share the show with somebody that you think needs to hear it. And we're going to start trying to put out some more uh, shareable clips on uh, all the social media things. That's uh, one, of my, one of my goals for, for next year is to make this long format show uh, more shareable so that we can get more people to, to hear it. I mean, these are, these are life and death situations now that we're dealing with that that people who who have an open mind and who are you know susceptible to to our perspective but they just don't get to hear it and i mean there's way too many people out there that are unnecessarily uh putting themselves at risk in a, in a variety of ways just relying on government in general that i think we really need to to get to so share the show with somebody follow me on twitter Become a supporting listener of the show. You can join our private Facebook group. Do all that for me, and I will be back with a new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.